0: For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And he earned a seven year warranty on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy. Hey, see, this is massive. You can get us on 1629 SENSA as well.
1: Yes, good evening. Uh, thank you for everybody <laughs> wants to be on this show for whatever reason. Everybody wants to be on the show. Thanks there, uh, Benny. Welcome uh, to The Round Ball with uh, Dom and Dodzy on this. Uh, it is Wednesday. It's pretty surreal out there. <laughs> Uh, Travis is here. We've got all our guests in the studio, and uh, Trav, nice to have you here. Because otherwise, it'll be crickets. Because that's about what's happening in sport at the moment. What is going one on, job, mate? It, it's, one job it, it, you've got. Sorry,
2: you've got one job. Just to press that button, man. Don't make. Four things go off at once every time, man.
1: Okay, you finished now? Far out. You can. He, hey, I, thought, I listen, want to try
2: and be a professional <coughs> outfit here.
1: Listen, as you can tell, you he's a former footballer. Down. Yeah, okay. Let's get back to what we're talking yes, about and okay, what we're here okay. for. Okay,
2: now I've got that off my chest.
1: Okay, now you got to – I don't sit here and say how many easy goals you missed like two metres out. I don't do that. You, I don't do that.
2: Well, you do it off I've there, seen quite it quite a
1: lot. Yeah, but not on air. Anyway, let's get back to what we're here for, and that is talking about the World Game. And, of course, we are here for Flight Centre South Australia. Everybody doing it tough at the moment. Let's hope they're okay. Uh, Flight Centre, real people and real service, and things will get back to normal eventually. Uh, Hyundai's plate clearance is on right now. Received special bonuses today. And, of course, don't forget if you'd like to call us on the Milk Bar open line, and that is 1300 736 736. And 0427 154 166. there to give away, we'll give you tickets to the next Adelaide United home game, whenever that is. <laughs> we can't give you a date, <laughs> but somewhere down the track, we'll we'll give you a, a an IOU. But we do have that fifty dollar voucher to the milk bar. I think they're still open, aren't they? They're still doing baza. I,
2: ho- I hope so. Yeah, I think it might Takeaways. be takeaway. Yeah, takeaway. Yeah, so
1: everything's yeah. everything's closed down, and uh, yeah, we had. At least, I wish we could have takeaway football because at the moment there is no football. We are going to speak to. Uh, Adelaide United CEO Nathan Cosmina to see what the ramifications. Uh, for Adelaide United about uh, there of course, as you would have heard, no games, everything shut down, every sport in the world, except I think Belarus. I think they're still going.
2: Belarus. Uh, yep. And we did have we did have Newcastle Jets and Melbourne City play the final game yep. on Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah, so they played that game. Newcastle got up uh, 2-1 to beat Melbourne City uh, in good Newcastle. Good win by Newcastle. Well, they looked certainly pretty good. Was, I saw that game. Certainly was. Uh, and the other game was Western United and Perth Glory. That was postponed. Yep. So that game was... Uh, uh, put on hold, but uh, like every game, yeah. Interestingly, um the question always—I I, guess—the question is asked myself, and you mentioned the same thing off air as well. Why, why such a persistence to play that last game, to play or to try and get those games in uh on Monday night? And why? My information tells is? me that it was—it was. It was more about FoxTel and the club's trying to play that game to to trigger a payment by FoxTel to the, oh, they
1: needed one more game Fo- or something did they Yeah,
2: uh, something like that wow. to trigger uh the next installment or next payment to to the FFA for the uh, for the club so uh, it's pretty pretty important if look that's that's what I've heard how true it is uh, I'm not too sure but uh it does make a little bit of sense financial sense it does It does because I think it's quite obvious that these clubs are basically on their knees if they don't have this Foxtel money.
1: Well, we're going to ask uh, Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of Adelaide United, that's very question. How will it affect Adelaide United in the long term? How does it affect every club in the long term, really? Because obviously there's no games, uh there's no crowds. There's uh, well sponsorships will most probably be put on hold, and clubs' owners will have to dig deep. And how long are they going to do that for?
2: Yeah, well, exactly right. Uh, there's there's only so much money that you can that you can burn, and that you will continually to to burn uh, month after month mm. um, as the proposition keeps dragging on. But uh, I also understand with Newcastle Jets after the game, the the coaching staff were uh, saying farewell to the players, so they clearly had the heads up before the game that that was going to be the last game yeah. before the before the postponement because they they were already on flights. They're already on flights and home, um, all the coaching staff. So that leads me to the next question of if this league is to be finished mm. this season, is a coach really going to come back from the other side of the world <laughs> for two yeah. or three weeks and then go home again?
1: Yeah, it's a it's, it is an <coughs> odd one. A lot of so, a lot of questions, not so many answers. Is
2: there more to it? Is is they saying it's postponed, but actually it's the season's uh, done and dusted for the year?
1: How does that work out with the uh, players if they do come back and finish the season? Because I could see that happening. Because there's only a few games to go, it'll be uh, ridiculous just to stop and start again. Unlike the other sports who were just starting yeah, their yeah, seasons, yeah. Yeah. how would the players go? I mean, what do they do in the meantime? Do they have a training schedule that they got to do something? I mean, they, what do they have a mini preseason? How does well, that all work?
2: Well, and that's just, To a much lesser extent, that's the questions that we were asking at an NPL level. And I guess the same principle applies in that we've been told now with the FFA, the FSA, sorry, for the NPL that the league's postponed until 14th of April, whatever it might be. But so we can't train together until that point in time, Mm. unless we hear otherwise. Now, if we get to the 14th of April and touch wood, everything's good. We can train again. They can't expect to have games the following week because after having a I reckon month they off, will. we'll have a <clears throat> you Yeah, expecting to have a month off, have one week of training, and then play. Now, we've got our players doing their own program and, and whatnot that they do individually. And I'm almost certain that the A League clubs would have something similar. They would have the, the sports scientists, the nutritionists, all involved with the playing group to say, here is your individual program over this period. This is what you need to do to maintain some sort of fitness. And hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks to to start kicking some balls again. Well, we could e-
1: easily ask Nathan when he comes on from Adelaide United to see, and he wouldn't uh, be on top of that to see what uh, the instructions are for the all their players. And uh, will they be taking pay cuts? That's another question because uh, we see that some clubs uh, are going to be taking pay cuts. Well, players?
2: Well, even, even Stefan Mork, uh, Adelaide United player who is a representative uh, of the, the Players Football Association, PFA, he's a union member, uh, has mentioned that players need to start talking about pay cuts. Mm. Now, look, we've seen in other mm. leagues, particularly the, the AFL, when they're talking about pay cuts, how they're talking about taking a 50 to 80% pay cut, which is all well and good in that league because they earn significantly more money. Yeah. But when you're asking potentially you know minimum wage players to take pay cuts a pay cut like that that's <clears> that's <throat> gonna really hurt albeit some of these some of these players might still be living at home with parents yeah and, uh, don't have the financial that's maybe the the, the younger
1: ones really aren't they
2: but no, there's no doubt about it I can say that when I was playing if I was asked to take a pay cut that's gonna that's gonna Impact me the following pay.
1: You're right, but in this circumstance, though, Trav. I mean, we've never been in this situation before. You're right, and I agree with everything you said. But in this situation, the club is bigger than the player, and if you love that club enough to want to help it survive, and it's most probably going to be all about survival now. All depends how all this, how long this goes. You really need the player to <coughs> sort of pitch in and do their bit, really, don't you? If if you want that club to survive.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you take a pay cut? knowing that any pay cut that you took is going to potentially put you behind in your mortgage and see you out of your well, house. That, that's,
1: well, that's... Because there are
2: going to be players in that situation, not just at Adelaide, around the yeah. around the country.
1: Yeah, sure, they will be, but it all depends how much of a pay cut you're talking about. Like, if they're on 300 grand a year to take a half a pay cut, that's still 150. You can live on that. Yeah, but... I don't it's make all, that much.
2: It's all relative, though, Dom, because the more the more you the more you make, the yep. more you spend. Yep. Yep. So players that earn three hundred thousand dollars might have a mortgage of a million dollars, of one point two, one point three million dollars. So yes, it is a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. But there's an expectation that when you take out a mortgage, that you're going to be getting that pay for the next X amount of years. Sure, so, been there. So all of a sudden, if the clubs coming to me now and saying. Look, you know, we're in a bit of a predicament. Yeah, I understand that, and I fully appreciate that, but I've just gone and got this mortgage for X amount of dollars, and it's sort of based on me earning this amount of money, Mm. and I need that amount of money to pay my mortgage.
1: Yeah. Well, yep. interesting days. Uh, It is a dilemma. Time will tell, but uh, hopefully uh, when we speak to uh, Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of Adelaide United, we'll ask him some of those questions. I'm sure he'll have the answers. Also tonight, Uh, we're going to have a chat to our good friend Aurelio Vidmar. As you know, he is... uh, Uh, applying his trade as a coach in uh, Singapore. I believe they just suspended the league there. We'll find out and see what the ramifications and what the situation is uh, in uh, Singapore with uh, Aurelio Vidma. Unfortunately, his mother passed away a couple of weeks ago, Travis. you know. And, you know, uh, our condolences to the family. But uh, he couldn't couldn't come back because if he came back to Adelaide, he would have been isolated uh, in quarantine for 14 days. And uh, so a horrible thing. But uh, still... Um, we'll have a chat to Aurelia Vidmar, but more importantly, if you want to have a chat to us, tell us what you think and uh, how are people going to pass their time. Because sport is a good pastime for for people sitting at home and you know just getting away from their day to day problems and watch sport. There's absolutely nothing on. Just nothing reruns.
2: Yeah, nothing <laughs> live. A lot of uh, classic replays. Yeah, and, mind um, you, some well, of them are pretty good. They are. They are. Maybe it's maybe it's the perfect time for the for the our younger generation to get an appreciation of the former stars that, that we had yeah. uh, of yesteryear. <laughs>
1: and there were yeah. a lot of those which they would have missed out on growing up in uh, in this era. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts? Uh, give us a call, 1300 736 736 is our milk bar open line number. Uh, but if you'd like to send us a text, m- more than welcome to do that, 0427 154 And all the Aussies abroad, I think a few of them are coming back to Australia, aren't they?
2: Yes, yes. There some are of them a few. are coming ben, back. Ben Grucho is already back. Um, we'll have a, we've yeah. got a, a little bit of uh, gossip on Daniel Arzani being, uh, uh, heading home. Can't so, wait for that one. So it is it is a tough predicament. Um, we've, we've, oh, I've read some stuff about Awam Bill being, uh, well, I won't say stuck, he's probably chosen at that point in time to, to stay in Denmark, but uh, being isolated from friends and family and not even having football to turn to, to be able to go to training as a release. So there's no doubt there would be a lot of uh, Aussies overseas doing it very tough.
1: Yeah, and I think even some of the foreigners here in Australia who are playing in the A-League, they want to go back home too, don't they? And you don't yeah. blame them. What happens in a situation where they have to come back?
2: Well, that goes. that's the same with the coach. So talking about yeah. Newcastle Jets, Joe Ledley has gone. Um, Bobby Burns is flying out tomorrow. Uh, so you've got all of these foreigners that are, that are all leaving the country. Mm. So what do they know that nobody else knows?
1: Good point. Well, <clears throat> uh, as I keep saying, time will tell. We still don't know when the season's going to start in, in our sport, and we've just got to keep our fingers crossed that it starts sooner rather than the later before we go to the break.
2: Before we go to the break, my, my final thing on this, uh, postponement, mm-hmm. players' contracts end at the end of May. Yep. So what are clubs going to do, particularly with these foreigners, if the league starts up beyond May. So what? let's say it starts again in June uh, and you've got, well, we know that over 50% of the players are on one year contracts. Yeah. So half the players in this league come out of contract on the 31st of May. So do they get recontracted contracted for a month at a time until that season's done? Mm. So many implications. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess uh, it'll, everything will be on reset. We just start all over again by the looks of things. Once that does uh, happen again, Anyway, we're going to take a short break, but you can give us a call. We're here for Flight Centre South Australia and also Hyundai. And after the break, we are going to catch up with the CEO of Adelaide United, Nathan Cosmina. You're listening
0: to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty.
1: Yes, welcome back to the Round Ball. Uh, Don Renato and uh, Travis Dodd here. And you can call us on the open line number, 1300 736 736. Thanks to the Milk Bar. And we're here for Flight Centre South Australia, Flight Centre Real People, Real Service, and Hyundai. Hyundai's plate clearance is on right now where you receive special bonuses today. And if you'd like to text us, our number is 0427 154 one double six well a lot of unknowns a lot of question marks but uh, here locally we thought if we're going to find out what's going on with Adelaide United and how this will impact the club uh, in the foreseeable future we thought we'd talk to the CEO of Adelaide United and that's Nathan Cosmina. Uh, Nathan thanks for joining us uh, tonight uh, amazing situation uh, we all know what's going on now the games of course postponed. however uh, firstly the club taken this news and and what do you do going forward?
3: Um, Yeah, it's definitely been a challenging period um, based primarily on the fact that uh, much like much of society in terms of dealing with this, no one knows what's going to happen. Um, So that's no different in in an A-League sense. In the first instance, we obviously went behind closed doors. I think we were the last game played with a crowd uh, against Newcastle Jets a few weeks ago. Actually, last game we played, we haven't played since. We um, went behind closed doors. We were obviously concerned and starting to weigh up what it, what may happen after that. Um, still working on the basis that the season would be be completed. Um, it's escalated by the day and border restrictions and other other issues with regards to quarantine of some squads meant that uh, Monday it got to the stage where it couldn't continue um, and FFA postponed it. Um, So, at the moment, we're in a little bit of a holding pattern, just waiting to see what that actually means and looks like. Um, So, we're we're still day by day, but um, obviously it's a serious issue for everyone.
1: Well, a lot of codes, uh, Nathan, have uh, players are taking pay cuts. They've made uh, redundancies at their workplace. Uh, Is it the same sort of thing? uh, Is that what you guys have got planned as well to to make the club survive? Because, you know, the club's bigger than the player. How are you handling that situation?
3: Yeah, it's basically the same. I mean, we're no different to, to the AFL or NRL in that sense. Our only benefit, well, I suppose there's two very minor benefits that assist us, one being that we're at the end of our season as opposed to the start. So um, the day-to-day revenue losses are, are less than if you're factoring in a full AFL season, as an example. Um, and two, our cost bases are a lot, lot less than both of those codes. So the salary cap is about a quarter, um of what it is in in both the NRL and AFL, and I'd suggest that the admin spend is is probably uh, you know one tenth, if not less. So we are somewhat fortunate. It doesn't change the fact that for the foreseeable future we have little certainty on revenues. So the, the players' discussion will be a collective one. So the PFA are involved, F, uh, FFA are involved. Um, similar to the AFL, I'm not sure what's been what's been the outcome with the NRL, but similar to the AFL, um, there'll probably be a few different models put on the table. And I know the players that I've spoken to individually, not wanting to to speak for the players as a collective, but the, the, those that I've spoken to one on one have sort of said, "Look, they're willing to do whatever it takes to protect the integrity of the game because they realise as well that that." Um, you know, it affects everyone, and and if there's no A League, well their prospects of employment are a lot less than, than you know potentially wound back A League, which is, I think is the direction we're heading in. But again, we we wait and see, and we learn by the day what this means for everyone.
2: Kozie, is there a collective feeling from from the clubs that an expectation to somewhat that the FFA will will come to the rescue and and provide much needed funds, and failing that. Uh, are we going to see the the new owners potentially uh, come out of their anonymity? Anonymity? Anonymity, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah that we word. know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Can't spit it out. I uh, knew what I meant. But is there a chance that they, they may uh, come to the rescue as well?
3: Well, they will. I think that was the directive of Pete yesterday. You know, I think he was asked the question in a press conference well, from Adelaide United Survive, and is his answer was direct, and that yes, it will. So I think the the directive of the owners is that um, they will do what's required to to sustain the club, which is sort of the most important um, you know, uh, response for for all of us. Initially, I mean, the the club, whilst relatively young in in football terms, is is proudly South Australian, and I think regardless of whether you're a player, employee, past player, or, or fan, you know you, you you want to see the club. Remain so. I think that will be the case. There is um, look the clubs. It's actually uh, the first time, and you've both been involved in the game you know, probably longer than me. The it's the first time um, since I've been involved that I've actually seen uh, unification of of the sport. Like obviously, it's been very factional over the years, be it the NSL or um, even you know the A League. In recent times, has been um, the independent push for the league and whatnot has sort of fractured the sport a little bit. I think everyone now is on the same page, being, being Member Feds, A-League Clubs, FFA, and even the PFA, um, that we need to find a resolution to this. Um, the, the the hardest part, which we continually discuss when we have our club calls and we discuss internally, is the unknown. We just y- You can't plan for what you don't know. So... We're, we're sort of evaluating everything daily, putting together different models on what we think it could look like. But but ultimately um, it's going to be dictated by probably what the next two to three months look like, you know, and what the planning is for for the next season.
2: Given there is so much unknown, uh, what does Gertrude do with the playing group uh, and what are they doing now? Have they got time off? Have they been given individual programs to, to stay fit yeah. and, uh, you know, expect to come back in the next month or is it just a yeah a so
3: so the government directive restricts us to 10 people um, maximum in terms of a gathering so we're not training camps, at the moment yeah. so yeah. we yeah we <laughs> we spoke to yep. um we spoke to the boys yesterday and, and just look in the interim head home and stay safe they've we've since given them individual programs so I think um, it's something that the players, regardless of anything else, uh, you know, will enjoy. You know, sort of keeping themselves active. The home fitness is all the rage at the moment, so they've all been given specific <laughs> programs. I think a few of the players, um, uh, a few of the players have been back out at training, um, doing some rehab, just in small groups. So we're keeping them ready and, and ready to go. Um, given that, you know, whether it's 22nd April, which is when. FFA will provide an update whether it's there or or any date after that the players will be ready, ready to to play if called upon. So, we're in a bit of a holding pattern, um, but um, we're keeping the boys the boys ready um, and, and active, which I think they probably enjoy. It's a little bit of a welcome distraction from everything else that's going on, bearing in mind that uh, health is, is much more important than football now.
2: Absolutely. And we are talking so many hypotheticals now, but uh, in terms of player contracts and contracts ending uh, 31st of May, it, has there been any thought or uh, any thought process behind... What happens if the season extends beyond then?
3: No, um, not specifically. I mean, I mean, we've discussed it, but it hasn't been something that's been formally tabled as yet. So we've we've actually got, and I think everyone has um, got quite a few players on contract post uh, post thirty one May. Um, I can't give you the number off the top of my head, but the uh, it's probably three quarters of our current squad are contracted for next year. So. We've got the capability to continue training and playing beyond on 31 May with a squad. And I think most squads now are the same. There's been some, some public commentary around the number of players that are off contract. And it's actually, whilst a significant amount, a lot less than what it has been. Because I think clubs this year realise there's actually benefits in, in some sustainable playing squads with these new teams coming in. So um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh-
1: we know it is the unknown, like you said. You know, you can't plan for the unknown, but, you know, right around the world, uh, there's no games on except for Belarus. I think they're still going. Maybe we should move there. But anyway, a lot of clubs will be suffering financially. A lot of clubs will be shutting their doors. Have you spoken to the owner, Pete? And is there a time limit to think, well, if we don't go by such and such a time, then. We could be in trouble. Uh, is has any of those discussions ever been made? No,
3: yeah. Oh, look, like, like, no, not, 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 not in terms of establishing a drop dead date, or you know, we've got till till date X, and then you know we sort of start to to, to hit significant issues. It's it's uh, all dependent on what you know. It's probably dependent on the twenty second of April. Uh, I'm not saying that that is a possible outcome, but in terms of the next steps, so we'll wait. Once we get an indication from FFA. On what the remainder of this season looks like, that then gives us a bit of a tool to start thinking about um, next season. You know, one of our key revenue drivers throughout the year is membership, which we traditionally go on sale within June. You know, we're sort of forecasting that that's not going to be a possibility for a number of reasons this year. So it's a bit of a restructure of cash flows and all the financial modelling which we're we're doing at the moment. It's only a day post the postponement, so we're still waiting and watching to see exactly what it all looks like but um the wheels are emotional. I motion mean, in terms of looking at every scenario we just need to see which one plays out
1: now I was going to ask uh, like as you obviously speak to the FFA on a daily basis on this do do they want to finish the season even if it goes further than may and june do they still want to finish the current season or if it goes further than that and into the next pre-season would they scrap this season what is on the uh, what has been spoken about that
3: well, I think I think everyone wants. This is again to that unification comment. Like everyone wants to finish the season. It's there's there's again bigger priorities. So I don't want to underplay the, you know, the significant societal societal issue we're dealing with. But uh, everyone wants to finish it. You know, in ten years' time, you know, you don't you don't want to have a, a season with an asterisk next to it. So. The intention is to finish it. Whether that goes beyond May into June, pushes back next season, I think we're fortunate that we have the world's longest off-season as the (laughs) professional football coach. So one thing we do have in our favour is time to play the games. But again, we'll just wait till till 22 April and um, take it from there.
2: Now, if all of this wasn't enough on the field, uh, (laughs) you've got your director of football potentially making waves as well. Uh, There are reports in the media that that he is being headhunted by the FFA for a senior leadership position or potentially Parliament House, which both... Personally, I reckon Parliament Dom, House is my vote. Yeah, Parliament House is where I'll end up.
1: Um, Across the road there. Uh,
2: Has that, that come up um, with you yet, or are you just hearing about that now? Uh, Bruce and I were
3: joking about it today, but there's no... Um, there's no uh, well, I said Parliament, I said Premier. Yeah, uh, was, exactly. Was, was, was my guess. Um, I reckon he planted the but, seed. Yeah probably probably he hasn't had enough well he didn't come on tonight he let um you know sometimes he lets us mere mortals have a crack at radio but the, the,
2: there's no uh, cameras here though that that's a problem yeah I yeah, know yeah. yeah. oh, we do we have cameras but, in here uh, <laughs> uh,
3: the one thing for Bruce and you you both know him really well and um actually, you know he's a really switched on guy so I'm sure that um uh, you know, in time that uh, you know, his career path will, will go beyond football, but for the moment he's with us.
2: Well, if you can't get transfer fees for players, can you get them for directors of football? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll bring the Premier. Oh, <laughs> there's, dear. There's, there's training compensation payable. Uh,
1: and, <laughs> and he is a switched on guy, Cosby. Just ask him. Uh, listen, mate, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for your time. I know it's trying times for you. Uh, you know, every day is different. There's always a different news every day, but. Uh, Mate, all you can do is, uh, it is what it is, Keep hopefully the season will be finished somewhere down the track and this all ends sooner rather than later.
3: No, thanks for having me, guys. We'll speak soon. All right, mate. Best,
1: Take man. care. Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of uh, Adelaide United. And, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. Like we say, there's a lot of questions, but at this stage, not many answers. We've just got to wait and see.
2: And I look uh, I look at Nathan and he's he's sort of been thrust into the role. Yeah. So he hasn't been in it long. Um, he was in a stopgap role when Grant Mayer left the club. So, you know, thrust straight into the limelight. And now coming up with this kind of challenge yeah. as a CEO of a club, it's a huge thing. So uh, Nathan, I mean, I thought he spoke really well, handled yep, himself really well. he did very well. He takes after his old man. <laughs> no, probably not. No. <laughs> no, no. John would have <laughs> chucked
1: in a few expletives in between all that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, so huge, huge, uh, I guess, defining moment for yeah. for Nathan as uh, you know, a senior manager.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a... No. Obviously, one of his jobs will be trying to balance the books to make sure everything's going to be okay for the owners, and uh, you know it's going to be trying times for everybody for every sport. But I guess you know we're talking about Adelaide United here, and, and I you know it was a legitimate question that a lot of clubs are going to shut their doors overseas after this all ends because they just to they don't get TV rights anymore. Their sponsors are pulling out, whatever, and some of the smaller clubs, and you know Adelaide United is is one of the smaller club yeah. relative in in this country, are going to be struggling, and that's why it just worries me that. Uh, the longer it goes, the harder it's going to become. Well, you
2: look, uh, you need these clubs. These cl- clubs need to survive. They get a lot of revenue from TV. You look yep. at the EPL, for example. It's a, a billion, multi-billion dollar yep. industry, and the, for that economy to keep going, the, the football economy, they need to be playing games.
1: And unlike the AFL and the NRL, these are privately owned clubs. You know, they're not run by the organisation. They're run by owners who've got to put their hand in their pocket. So there's a big, big difference in all of that. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, Still to come, we're going to speak to Aurelio Vidmar in uh, Singapore and uh, just find out what's happening in that part of the world as far as the football is concerned. Of course, he's a coach there of Home United and uh, a new job for him. That's come to a grinding halt, but we'll see where he stands with that. Uh, And we still have time for your calls, of course. one 736 736 if you'd like to give us a call. We'll give you a 50-buck voucher uh, to the Milk Bar, the old-fashioned service with a modern twist. Uh, but you can text us also on uh, 0427 154 166. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom
0: and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty.
1: Yes, uh, welcome back to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. Still to come, Aurelio Vidmar. We'll catch up with him in uh, Singapore. And we are here for Hyundai's plate clearance on right now. Limited time only. Reli- uh, receive special... Bonuses across the range and, of course, Flight centre South Australia, Flight centre, Real People, Real Service. And let's hope that people do get uh, looked after because a lot of them have been put off, as you know, uh, uh, Trav, because of we're not flying anywhere now, are we? So it's well, pretty yes, sad it's times for everybody. Uh,
2: international travel bans now. Um, I mean, we talk, about,
1: we talk about football, but compared to, you know, real-life people who are, doing it tough, who've lost their jobs. It's just a completely different ball game, really, isn't it?
2: Scary. Uh, yeah. Very scary, indeed. Well done to
1: uh, Melbourne City. Uh, by the way, the uh, women's game, thanks to SA Power Networks, empowering women's football here in South Australia. Melbourne City have done it again.
2: Yep. They's a clean sweep, I think. Uh, they premiers. They went through undefeated. Uh, a great win, uh, 1-0 against uh, Sydney FC in the final. Steph Catley scoring the winner and uh, becoming the most successful W League team in history with their fourth uh, championship. So huge win by them and uh, former Adelaide United captain Emma Checker uh, playing. For Melbourne City as well, so
1: and they snuck in just before the don't uh, playing. They didn't have any obviously in behind closed doors, no fans there, which wasn't because they had a very on disappointing, Fox. Yeah. yeah, very disappointing for the girls. But uh, at least they they got to complete their season. That's exactly. the plus side, yeah, really. Yep, most um, definitely. Unlike uh, the A League and uh, a lot of other leagues around the world. Speaking of leagues around the world, uh, Singapore, there's a league there, and our good friend Aurelio Vidmar, former at uh, adelaide united uh, coach nowadays uh well coaching at home united there in singapore thought it'd be a good idea to catch up just to see what the landscape is over there uh, aurelio always good to talk to you mate uh, thanks for joining us
4: hi don travis how
1: are you hey, yeah good mate La. Um, of course uh, you're there with the uh, with baptism of birth with your new club you have uh, now did you start the season before the band came in or what was what's tell us the situation
4: uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of um, a rocky start, up and down start. We meant to have played uh, Brunei, uh, who play in this competition as well, um, several weeks ago, three weeks ago, but uh, because of the the um, coronavirus issue, they didn't want to travel, so we didn't play. We didn't start our first round. Then we played uh, our first game and drew one all and then we had to wait another 12 days until our next game which was last week Um, and um, yep and then because all all games up to this point have been played uh, behind closed doors Uh, but then last night because now we have a two week break because of the original international window um, so we decided to have a friendly game last night and after we finished a friendly game uh, a message came out from the FA and the government that uh all sport is going to stop and so is training so um yeah but i think it, it was in, inevitable anyway um, so that's what's happened last night so
1: just getting off the field for a moment uh you obviously uh, uh, know what's happening here in uh, in australia and more importantly in your home state of of south australia what is the situation in uh, singapore as far as uh, the people are they are they roaming the streets uh, is there a, a lockout what's going on over there
4: no, well, when it first started, late December, uh, um, January, they didn't muck around here. They put in uh, some uh, initial measures uh, to combat the the virus, and uh, it was quite normal. And as you probably have seen, with the amount of the infected people um, and deaths, only the first two deaths were here last week um and that was some um two elderly people which are a little bit more vulnerable um so it was just the norm here and people were going about doing their own their own business um and that's been the the same way up to now and i think we we've here the i think there's about 6 or 700 infected people um over that period so it's been really that slowed everything down here right from the from the get go uh, you can't enter this was also late mid to late January you couldn't enter a, a restaurant a bar a gym without your temperature being taken without you filling in your, your details your name your address and your phone number for potential tracing later on so those measures were all in place um, as I said mid, mid to late uh, January when they first got their first few cases uh, what happened now is uh, I went out back into the city this morning and after those new measures that came out last night everything was absolutely normal like nothing has happened for them and uh which is a bit of a concern because uh, as you know in the next few weeks <laughs> yeah. that will probably get worse and 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 then um a, a new phase of uh, of different measures will be put in place and that can potentially be uh a lockdown
1: what about the? Uh, I mean, and I think
4: every, I think I think every country will be. You uh, know, obviously we know Italy and and, and Spain and Korea, etc. China had already gone, or, or are in the midst of that uh, lockdown um, measures right now, but um, I just think that's what is definitely going to happen here sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, it looks inevitable. What about the uh, Singapore? One of the. Uh, uh,
4: busiest airports in the world. Is that,
1: is that shut down as well? No flying in and out? What's the story there?
4: I'm not sure at the moment. My, my family were here a few weeks ago, and uh, when they departed, um, w- when uh, they left, we had a little scroll through uh, the jewel and, and whatnot, and it was absolutely empty. Oh. So, um, yeah, and it's, uh, as you, you've probably seen as well, um, there's a, hardly any flights going out anymore. Uh, Singapore Airlines have almost probably 99,5% uh, uh, stopped, cancelled all their flights. Uh, Qantas also, as we know, uh, in that same sort of uh, situation, and uh, Emirates has uh, cancelled every single flight, so nothing's happening there. So uh, it's uh, very difficult. Um, and the uncertainty is that no one knows what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I'm also now deciding well, what's going to happen here, whether... I come home, but I can't get a flight to Adelaide or there's nothing around for Adelaide. Um, I could potentially go to Brisbane, but that would mean 14-day isolation in Brisbane before I could even think about getting home. And then when I'm home, there's another 14-day period where you have to be in isolation, so it becomes quite uh, complicated.
2: Absolutely. Uh, that that was my next question actually uh, in terms of are you thinking about coming home. Has the government given any indication on how long sport is going to be stopped for?
4: No, uh, they don't really make uh, um, a lot of quick decisions. Um, the only information we had so far is that um, until April 30th everything's um, been um, put to a stop. So we had a meeting with our management from the club this afternoon um, discussing options. Uh, and so the options are um, we totally stop and do nothing or we continue to do some individual training or group training, small group trainings, because uh, part of those measures now is uh, groups of less than 10. So we had a discussion whether... If it's even possible to you know stagger in uh, three or four groups during the course of a day to uh, do a little bit of training, as difficult as it is, at least it keeps them ticking over. Um, that's what we think right now is a reasonable plan, but we have to put that forward to the um, to the FA, and then the FA probably has to get consultation from the um, Ministry of Health. So it potentially could be, yep, it's okay, or potentially absolutely not, and then everything stops.
1: What about uh, life there in Singapore before the uh, standstill has uh, has stopped everything? Uh, Firstly, have you been enjoying it, and what about the standard of uh, football in uh, Singapore?
4: Um, Yeah, it's been quite good. Um, Obviously, you've been here a few times yourself, Dom, in Singapore. It's a really nice city, really clean city, easy to get around, and um, that's no issue. The football is very, very different. Very different because, um, one, you have to contend with uh, playing on artificial turf, which, um, although they're used to it, i I just not a fan of it. Uh, then you have to deal with uh, players in the squad, and we're not the only team. Just about every other team has got the issue where players can get uh, between the ages of 18 and 22 can get called up to national service and that's at any time um, you have to play th- you have to play three under 23 player local players in your team um, so we've, we've we've done that and i don't have an issue with that but one of those under 23 players now has been has received a, a letter from the army uh, for national service which for him begins in may so, uh,
0: wow. so
4: now the the issue goes if he decides to go, which I think he wants to go because they have to finish it sooner or later. That means that I would then have to find another under 23 local player to play in that position, which we don't have. So there's a lot of both <laughs> a lot of those issues uh, wow. that you just at a profession at a professional level you just uh, you don't have to worry about. But um, as I said. All the clubs here and in that same situation. We're fortunate a couple of our younger guys have already finished their national service, which is good, but they're not full-backs. So, um, yeah, we've certainly got some concerns moving forward. Um, and, again, and, and just getting them to be... Uh, they're, they're very um, introverted. Uh, most of them have got introvert, introverted personalities. Uh, you know, they don't speak up. Uh, they just do whatever they're told, and sometimes that's okay. But, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of feedback coming back the other way, which doesn't happen. So you really don't know where they stand. Uh, and, that, and that's just the way they're being, they're being taught. They, they've grown up like that at school um, from the very young days uh, to their adult age. And uh, anyone who's senior of them, it's, uh, there's a, a, a real ranking um, with the hierarchy here as well. So that becomes um, becomes a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, Viddy. Uh, maybe we can talk all day, but we are running out of time. Uh, and before we go, we just want to uh, send you our condolences. Uh, we know that you uh, lost your mother a couple of weeks ago, and frustrating for you, you weren't even able to come back to your own mother's funeral, which uh, would have been pr- pretty frustrating for you, Aurelio. Yeah,
4: thanks for the message, Dom. Uh, yeah, it was very difficult. Um, I... She passed away a few weeks back, and uh, because the coroner wanted to do uh, an autopsy, it took a little bit longer than normal, and then uh, when everything was cleared from the coroner, uh, we organised a date for the funeral, which was last Thursday, and I was on a flight on Tuesday night, but if we remember, Scott Morrison called the um, 14-day isolation period on that Monday, or actually that Sunday afternoon when I first heard it, um, and I tried everything to, you know, for um, trying to come back on compassionate reasons, but the government of health didn't... uh, said, no, it's absolutely not happening, and unfortunately I wasn't able to travel uh, because I would have been stuck at home for 14 days and not been able to go to my mother's funeral anyway, Um, and that's the way it is. So it was very tough. Uh, The good thing was I managed to get a live stream um, of the funeral but it's yeah, it's not the same as you know and uh, it, it became very tough watching that.
1: Yeah I bet it was. Well on behalf of everybody here in South Australia to you Tony and, and all your family mate condolences and uh, again uh, Aurelio always good to talk to you mate. You look after yourself and uh, good luck mate. We'll talk to you soon okay?
4: Thank you guys. Stay safe. Okay.
1: Yeah you too buddy. That's uh, Aurelio Vidmar former Adelaide United coach and nowadays uh, Coaching Home United in Singapore, they're not coaching at the moment because it's not happening. But uh, just bad luck, isn't it? What uh, a
2: what an absolute terrible thing to happen. Yeah, shocking. Um, in regards to his yeah. to his mum. Yeah. Um, just can't and not imagine. being able to come
1: back to your own mother's just funeral. Can't imagine. Yeah. you would
2: almost take the risk, wouldn't you? Um, you'd you, you'd want to. You'd be tempted to just just uh, just to say stuff. Her, I'm going to come back. Yeah, but it would have have been the, isolated. Go to the funeral for fourteen it's self, days. Self isolation.
1: Yeah, but. Yeah, it could have been other ramifications. Yeah, but
2: absolutely, yeah. Look, I, and I don't know what those ramifications... Yeah. But what a what a tough decision to yep. have to make absolutely. to, to yeah. not be able to come back. Yep. So.
1: Aurelio Vidmar, he was uh, our Aussie Abroad, and uh, I'm going to go out with this because I should have played this at the beginning. We'll be back uh, right after this.
0: Aussies Abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the Air and Everywhere. On SEMSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere, and Hyundai's seven-year warranty.
1: Yes, Suri, thanks to our sponsors for us being here. Hyundai Play Clearance is on right now for a limited time only, by the way. Receive special bonuses across the range and, of course, Flight Centre, real people when you need them 24-7 worldwide customer care. We're quickly running out of time. Now, just before we go, do you reckon this break came just in time for Adelaide United because they were on a big downer?
2: Yes, they absolutely were, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, they still are a chance of making the finals, and I'm, it's a bit confusing about how, actually how many games they've got left. Um, we've they got four. I thought it was five.
1: No, they had a bye. I think yeah, they got I no two home, two home, two away to go.
2: Okay, yeah, there go, four. So yeah, easily still a chance to to yeah. make it, but uh, they need a. Uh, reversal of fortunes, Well, this uh, could be for sure.
1: this could be their, I guess, ridiculous, as it may sound, might have come at a good time because they weren't travelling very well. And uh, Newcastle were terrific the other night, and I did say that they're the dark horse, and they look like uh, they could be the dark horse if the season ever gets underway, and uh, I hope it does. But uh, fingers crossed. But anyway, time for us to go. Uh, thanks for your company and listening. Uh, hopefully we'll still be here next week, uh, Trav, at uh, 6 o'clock for the round ball. You're going to be here at 6 o'clock?
2: I'll be here if you're here. Uh, Most definitely.
1: Well, funny enough, because I think I'll be here if you're here. So, Fantastic. say goodbye.
2: Cheers, guys.